Hey everyone, so today I want to talk to you about the mechanics of breathing, which ironically is currently something that I'm struggling with, with this lovely congestion I have going on. Breathing is not a process that we often have to think about. For those of you listening to this, you're likely more aware of it because you've expressed interest in this. Um, And this is a topic I routinely present at yoga festivals. And because yoga has a variety of practices, focuses to the breast specifically, again, you're ahead of the game. You're a little bit more aware of this process. But today I'm not going to be teaching you any new groundbreaking styles of pranayamic breathing. Um, My focus today is going to make sure that you're breathing correctly and that your mechanics and foundation in the movement process and the thought process are working efficiently. Breathing is one of those things our brains will automate for us. But just because it's something that's done automatically doesn't mean that we shouldn't be conscious of it or that it's done right or even efficiently. Our brains are wired to find the simplest, quickest process in everything that we do, which was very effective when we were living a primal life and needed to find the most efficient process to survive. But in this lifetime, that process works against us in many ways more often than not. Taking the easy way out doesn't usually lead us to a great ending, which is why building new habits around movement and awareness can be challenging at first. When it comes to uh, oxygen in the body, we can last approximately three to four minutes without air before a more sinister outcome occurs. Um, And those who train this process, humans who train their breath uh, holding ability, can generally last around one minute without taking an inhale before discomfort sets in and our nervous system starts sending large warning bells at us. When we look at improving health, we most often start with the things we can go the longest without. So things like food, water, uh, a safe environment, that kind of thing. But rarely do you see practitioners or individuals looking at our most basic physiological and neurological process, which is the breath. We know that health is a highly interconnected web. What affects us spiritually, mentally, and emotionally will affect us physically and vice versa. The body is a cyclical system. What one process leads to is affected by another process, which ties into yet another process. Poor breathing mechanics can be caused by other things, so things like injury, stress, health conditions, trauma, but correcting breathing is often an integral part, not often, always an integral part of building health and recovering everywhere else. Improper breathing mechanics affect our entire system as a whole. Not only will poor breathing mechanics cause undue tension throughout the body, a poor awareness of our breath can contribute to mental dysfunction, digestion troubles, sleep, uh, sleep issues, stress, anxiety, depression, all of those things um, on top of all those tension issues and chronic disease issues. Our nervous system is our main control center. It regulates everything from our physiological functions, our mood, all the way to our tissues. It is constantly reacting to our surroundings and sending signals to our brain regarding our safety. It tells us if there is a threat via pain signals are putting us into a reactive state, that fight or flight response. Ideally, our bodies and minds are best served if we are in a relaxed state. However, most of us, for one reason or another, will spend the majority of our time in a reactive state. In today's world, this isn't 
necessary. <coughs> this is also known as fight or flight mode. Our nervous system is on high alert for a threat. Chronic stress conditions, fatigue, pain, tension, and illness are all related to being stuck in this state. Fight or flight mode is, of course, a very valuable process if you are, in fact, being faced with an immediate threat. Yet, like I said before, in our day and age, in our environment, we generally don't have many immediate threats to our safety on a regular, everyday level. Sometimes we end up in a reactive state because of a trauma that has taken place, physically or otherwise, somewhere along our timeline. This could be um, something that happened when we were younger in childhood. It could be uh, a chronic stress uh, or irritant going on in our everyday lives at work or in a relationship. Um, It really can be anything, but even something small that we don't even think is significant could be enough to send our nervous system into a fight or flight response. And then what we surround with on a day-to-day basis has managed to keep us there ongoing. It's been shown that those with chronic health conditions like low back pain, fibromyalgia, other types of chronic pain, anxiety, acid reflux, migraines, irritable bowel syndrome, um, etc. are more often than not stuck in that fight or flight stop breathing pattern, which can also be termed shallow breathing. This breathing pattern means that we are using big muscle groups, usually the postural muscles in the upper body, to breathe instead of using our diaphragm, which sits at the bottom inside of our ribcage, um, a muscle that is designed specifically to breathe for us. In a proper breathing pattern, the diaphragm expands and collapses. In that process, it mobilizes organs, fluids, muscles, and joints through the spine and the ribcage all of which increase the function and processes around the whole body. This helps to increase our heart rate variability, which means keep our heart rate in a healthy range. Um, It increases our mood and our confidence and results in positive changes through the whole health dynamic. And when it comes to movement and our physical efficiency, which is my scope of practice, our body is essentially moved by air. Energy will travel to our tissues to initiate movement and joints via that inhale process where oxygen actually gets moved into our bloodstream. And that process uh, influences pressure in and out of the body via inhaling and exhaling, which is going to influence our joint stiffness or not stiffness. And then in turn is also going to go back and influence the muscles. Again, that cyclical process. And as I said many times before, Uh, And we'll continue to say how we move is a direct reflection of our overall health or where we will be with our overall health longer term. Each beat of our heart is directly influenced by our breath, our heart, emotionally, emotional processing centers and our gut and reproductive organs are influenced by our vagus nerve, which roots in our upper cervical spine and travels through the front of our neck musculature down through the rest of our frontal body into all those other organs I just mentioned. Breathing poorly can result in tighter muscles and tissues around this nerve's roots in the upper part of our neck and our our chest, which can cause trouble or poor communication to all of its related organs and systems lower down. But to flip this process in reverse, stress can change our heart rate and our tissue tension, resulting in miscommunication to this nerve from the bottom up, resulting in that poor breathing pattern and tension through all of the other systems. Again, we have to think of health and and our our body as a cyclical process that never stops. 
one part of the chain is always going to affect another from the bottom up and from the top down. We have the ability through our awareness to break negative cycles and reset our entire system. We breathe over 20,000 times a day, so we should probably figure out how to do it correctly. So how do we do this? So I'd like you now to, wherever you're listening to this from, if you can, you're going to find a place on the floor, lying on your back with your feet resting, your knees bent and your feet resting on the ground. This is going to help just relax the whole body so we can really get a feel for what our breathing pattern is currently doing. (coughs) Excuse me. So from this position, nice and relaxed, and if you're listening to this somewhere where you can't get on the floor, um, you can do this seated as well, or um, even standing, but seated is probably better if that's your only option. So from this position, lying on your back or seated, I want you to just take a few big inhales and exhales to start, and place one hand on the bottom of your ribcage off to the side, right where that ribcage kind of ends. And then another hand, the other hand you're going to put at the base of your neck, right kind of where that sternum sits and the, the collarbones are. So one hand at the top, one hand at the bottom to the side. And just take four or five big deep breaths. And while you're doing that, I want you to notice which of those hands is moving more. Is the top hand moving more than the bottom hand or vice versa? If that top hand is moving more, do you find that you're breathing up into the shoulders um, versus if that bottom hand is moving more and you're breathing out through that bottom half of the rib cage? So while you're doing this, I also want you to pay attention if you're exhaling completely or if you're um, exhaling only to a certain point and you feel like there's still air in your lungs. So you may have already guessed this, but the answer to this test is if your top hand is moving more than the side hand, you're generally going to be using those bigger postural muscles around the neck and the shoulders to do that inhalation process for you, which means you're not really getting a a full um, breath of air. You're also not going to be exhaling completely either because these muscles aren't designed for that exhale process. Neither are my lungs currently, apparently. Um, Okay, so now that we've figured out if you're breathing correctly, um, I'm going to guess that a lot of you probably weren't. We're going to move both hands to the bottom sides of the rib cage. So this is where our diaphragm sits. Our diaphragm should work very similar, if you can imagine, an accordion, where it's going to expand to draw the air in and down and then collapse push the air up and out so i want you to put your hands on the bottoms of your rib, bottom sides of your rib cage and apply some pressure in so almost think of squeezing that imaginary accordion in from here you're going to take a big deep inhale and i want you to think of inhaling down and out to press those hands out use the power of your diaphragm to actually press the pressure of your hands outwards Go as far as you can, down and out, and then you're going to exhale in and up. So exhaling to collapse the ribcage in from the bottom first up and push the air out of the lungs and try and get all the air out. So squeeze all the way in, add some more pressure into the bottom half of the ribcage where that diaphragm is, and then repeat the process. If you're noticing, you find it very hard to take a longer inhale and match it with a longer exhale. That's quite common, but it does mean that you have some work to do on this breathing pattern. We want to be able to take at least like a a minimum of four second inhale and a four second exhale. 
Um, and I'm going to guess that if you're having trouble with that longer inhale and even breathing down and out, that you probably have a history of higher stress situations, um, trouble sleeping, trouble regulating your mood, trouble with confidence, all those things. Because without that breath there, the whole system isn't going to be functioning to its best. Our breath is powerful. Our breath can influence every part of our life, but we have to practice it and we have to be aware of it. So this is where you start this simple exercise of basic diaphragm breathing, imagining that accordion coming down and out, expanding down and out and then collapsing in and up. That's where you start. Start by doing one minute of this a few times in your day and then build up to two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. If you already have a meditation practice, add this into that practice. Just bring your awareness to this style of breathing as much as you can in your day, whether lying down before bed as you're getting up in the morning or sitting on the way to work, whatever, or at work. This is an excellent way not only to improve your physical function around breathing, but also your mental awareness connected to your breath. And you're going to see results quite quickly in how you feel in terms of your movement in your upper body and even your lower body. If you have a history of back pain, neck pain, headaches, this should help with that. And then over time, you're going to notice it becomes more automatic for you to breathe in that style. But we have to bring the awareness to it first and then build on that habit, just like any other good things in our life. That's all I have for you today on the basics of breathing, the mechanics of breathing. I'll go into more detail in some other episodes coming up, but I need you to start with this. The basics are always where we start.